Hey, happy Friday. Welcome into Sports Talk. It's a funky Friday edition as always. I am Scott Beatty along with Evan Gahn. We're hitching up together until 6 o'clock. Alina Guys Radio Sports Spectacular at 7 o'clock tonight. We have so much to get into, including preparing for Illinois men's hoops tomorrow against Rutgers at the State Farm Center. Illinois softball is about to get their season going in a little while. And uh, plenty more at Super Bowl weekend. Brian Barnhart's coming in for the Illini Notebook, as always, on a Friday. Matt Daniels will check in from the pages of the News Gazette. And we'll also get the world according to Bob Osmussen. Sun's out, Evan Kahn. Bright blue sky. Yes, sir. Guns out? That's up to you, my friend. But so far, you're wearing long sleeves. (laughs) But you're not even attempting to bring those blinds down. You want to embrace... Well, it, I've I've gone back and forth. I don't. I wasn't sure if my knees could handle climbing across the table that it takes to to put the blinds down. And Literally, I I know Brian's coming in shortly, so we can move things uh, around a, a little bit. So we'll we'll just see how things go. But Did, like you said, the the shun, sun is shining. We're here in fake spring, so I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. Design flaw: the blinds can cords cannot be reached without climbing on top of the studio table i feel like i'm eight years old trying to get something out of the top of the cabinet <laughs> yeah every get down time. you're gonna hurt yourself yeah, yeah. i can just need, hear my mother need a step stool or something <laughs> well welcome in um a lot to get to but let's start with illinois women's hoops last night if we could with a really really gutsy win mm-hmm. uh, there's so many things to note about it but Start with the fact that it was a really important win to get on the road against the Nebraska Huskers, and um, they did it for the most part without one of their best players. Yeah, not good uh, as far as losing Genesis Bryant there in the first half, and when a key player goes down, it takes you a minute to to sort things out, and took a took a deficit into halftime and had to do a, a little bit of soul searching and a huge run there in the second half. I'm sure Shauna Green really appreciates the defensive effort put together there uh, through the third and fourth quarter, really holding down Nebraska and Makaira Cook doing what she does with McKenzie on the offense event and uh, just a really needed win I, I think this probably really solidifies their spot if they hadn't already as a tournament team let's hear about it a little bit as again Genesis Bryant only got about nine and a half minutes in and then went down with an apparent ankle injury she was seen on crutches later on so didn't play anymore there's no word on uh, what that means for her come Sunday at Maryland or beyond but Illinois on the come-from-behind win. Here's Shauna Green after the game. Just number one to win here against Nebraska and at their home place, but just the adversity we went through, obviously with Genesis going down early. I mean, I played, you know, people were ready to go. I've said that all the time. When your opportunity's there, you take it, right? And I thought people really stepped up. I mean, I put Cam out there. I put Lisa out there. And, and Jayla really stepped up and had a big-time game and, and rose, to, rose to the moment. That's what... You know, that's what we've been talking about. So I could not be, you know, more proud of these guys today. Yeah, Jayla Odin coming off the bench. Remember, she was a starter at the beginning of the year. Played 28-plus minutes and scored 12 points. And you mentioned the run. It was a 20 to nothing run that Illinois went on midway through the third quarter into the fourth. Mm-hmm. And Nebraska was held without a field goal for more than 10 minutes of game time. Oh, man. 
in the late in the third quarter into the fourth quarter. The only points they were getting were free throws. Still, Nebraska got back in with free throws because no, Illinois was fouling too much in the in the fourth quarter. But all in all, to go down uh, on the road, it wasn't you know insurmountable, but it just felt like they were down going into halftime. And you're missing one of your best players, and they just kind of rallied and and popped Nebraska. Really, one of those prove it kind of moments. Can 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 we get it done on the road when we sit, face some adversity? If there's one spot where they have a, a couple of extra players, it is the the guard position. But what Bryant's done since she's was put in the starting lineup, basically the the third fourth week of this season, she's kind of become that that two as far as the one-two punch on the offensive end and people's hit some threes as well in the second half uh, right there with, with Odin and and they got they got the win and needed that because this is a road trip before a week off and kind of balances out once again that that win-loss thing. Illinois women's hoops now nine and five in Big Ten play. They play 18 regular season games in the conference. That means they will not have a losing record in the Big Ten, and they uh, should should be able to get ten and beyond mm. to guarantee a winning record in conference play. All right, we're going to get to the men's hoops side of things, of course, when Brian Barnhart comes in here for the notebook. But another season is starting today, and that's Illinois softball. They're going to play. Two five thirty first pitch against the Southern Jaguars, and Illinois head coach Tyra Perry facing her sister, who's the head coach of Southern. Her name's Brittany Williams, and then later on they're playing Tennessee in a doubleheader. Twenty twenty different U of I athletic events this weekend. Not all here on the campus, but between tennis and golf and men's and women's basketball and wrestling and I'm track and field I'm forgetting somebody else I mean everybody that crossover between winter and spring is here Avery Steiner is back for her final year playing second base for Illini softball their leadoff hitter their spark plug and she says she's geared up caught with caught up with her just before they left for their trip I'm super excited. I have like a different sense of urgency that I never had before, just it being my last season. And the team that we've established this year is like truly, truly special. So taking advantage of that for my last year and just at every other fifth year on the team too. So, What have you sensed competitively that you have that maybe wasn't even there last year? I'd say like just maturity, like knowing I've been there, done that, finding like some confidence in that. There's nothing really new that I think I'll experience, um, and if that happens, that's great. Um, but just using that as an advantage for this year, I think, is super helpful. I know you're a key part of the defense. Uh, how do you guys feel up the middle? Awesome. We're turning a lot of double plays in practice, and even in the fall games. So that's kind of our new mo. We want to show people we could turn some double plays. But just the experience, and even the relationship I have with the middles is really, really cool. What have you noticed about hitting for you and teammates in these first weekends mm-hmm. of the season over the years? Is there an adjustment? Do you set different mm, expectations for yourself? We see some really, really good pitching in the beginning, which I think sets us up for the end as well and going into conference. But we come out hot. We come out swinging. Everything's working. Uh, we had that month adjustment to really, really get into that process that we need. So I'm expecting the same the same thing for the first couple weekends. Is there any adjustment? Okay, I'm outdoors. I'm seeing other pitchers, and it takes me a minute or it takes me a weekend to get going. 
we've just been seeing our pitchers for the past month, so seeing somebody else is refreshing because it's hard to hit off like your own teammates. But um, I think it's more exciting than anything else. Maybe a little bit of an adjustment, but that's kind of how it goes. So since you've been hitting off them or trying to, mm-hmm. uh, who's who's looking especially dangerous? Sydney, Addy, Lauren, really our whole staff. Like they have made so many strides. Uh, they're pitching a ball in the zone, and it's like spinning a different way than I've never seen. So they have a bunch of different pitches, a bunch of different capabilities. So really, just the whole staff collectively. Who's going to close? Who's going to start? Like it's going to be awesome to see. Mm-hmm. The added technology in here. What's it done for you and your preparation? It's just excelled that preparation. Uh, we have just like pitch by pitch of other people or even just what we've gotten as batters in the past. Like my whole career, I can see that span. Um, so it just, you have all this data and information to go off of that we didn't have before. So just using that to your advantage, you could really use it any way you wanted. So yeah, Have you seen, been able to improve things off the data or do you try and not take too much at once? Yeah, a little bit at a time for sure, but I think it's individual preference. Like if you want all that in front of you, then definitely go for it. But for me, just kind of week by week I think it's great just to go in beforehand look at maybe opposing pitchers that's what we've done this entire week um, which I think is super helpful just to see it on screen see where it's going good luck thank you that's Avery Steiner batted 391 last year to lead the Illini and again first pitch for them down in Clearwater Florida is at 530 tonight they play five games Mm -hmm. they don't play three in a week and they're not playing four they're playing five and three of them against top 25 teams well, a little easier to to do that sort of thing when the games aren't three, four hours long, cool. and yeah, it's, it's a natural motion with the arm as we watch <laughs> the change up go from outside to inside earlier this week. Yeah, that Rapsodo machine's really revealing the the uh, the contortion we're trying to put <laughs> that was not meant for the human arm when we watch baseball pitchers. But I'm still in love with the game. It's it. it what it produces is very cool. Yes. It's just not not how it's supposed to go. Yeah. <laughs> also, we're all going to gather around our television sets this weekend on Sunday to watch the biggest single sporting event, which, you know, smashing into each other repeatedly is probably not designed a human body design either. But it's not going to stop us from enjoying it either. No. No, no, it'll be ultimate it, fighting. That's where I draw my line, but you do you. <laughs> as long as they've got helmets on, that's where I appreciate the heads being beat in. All right, a line I notebook is up next. Brian's coming in. We'll talk about Illinois and Rutgers in a moment. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Friday Sports Talk continues with our regular segment here, and Brian Barnhart, the voice of the Illini. Time for the Illini Notebook, and it's brought to you by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Brews, and Seven Saints. Good to see you, Brian. Hey, good to be seen. You get a Saturday game tomorrow for basketball yeah. against uh-huh. Rutgers, and that means your Sunday's free if you like to watch Super Bowl. Yeah, 1 o'clock on Saturday. I like that. Are yeah, you we, s- we've played on Super Bowl Sunday a lot, too, yeah. so. so I'm good with just, uh, just uh, one game on Saturday. Are you watching the Super Bowl? Oh sure. You get to you do a thing. You get. Um, oh, we've done it. Di- we've done it differently over the years. We've had people over. We've been invited to places. We've. We're just. I think we're going to just do our own. You know, just take it easy. Make some. Leanne will make some food, and we'll just watch the game. Okay. So yeah, not not too complicated. You uh, you pulling for anybody? Oh, not particularly. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'm happy. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are. Um, 
just really fun to watch with Mahomes. They just never quite. I don't think they've been. They've had a better team, I think, go into the Super Bowl than this one. But they're just really fun to watch. And the Eagles are not flashy at all. They just kind of wear you down. I mean, they really good offensive and defensive lines, and they run the ball pretty well, and they they just don't make a lot of mistakes. It seems to me. Yeah. Should be. But should yeah, be. It should be interesting. Yeah, I I I hope for a good game. Yeah, that's what everybody that's hopes what for. Everybody's that's what America. Rob Lowe in it, right? Mm-hmm. Rob Lowe, we're just NFL fans. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a cappy war or something? Yeah, yeah, I don't right. even get the reference. Yeah, yeah, we're just rooting for football. Yeah, we oh, just I what see. America needs is a good <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. I did see there are no cryptocurrency ads <laughs> in the game this year. Matt Damon had the big one, basically <laughs> telling everybody basically that if you're not in on this, you're. You guys you know, have like, never seen this before. No, never seen this picture. Oh, uh, Rob Lowe in an NFL. Why, I, I, what was he, why was he wearing? It that? was a couple years ago at the Super Bowl. He, okay. he was just there to root for football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a picture of uh, Olivia Harlan Decker. She's you know she's a a reporter, sports reporter, and the daughter of Kevin Harlan. Mm-hmm. And she's out there covering the Super Bowl. But she took a picture with her kid, and he's a the, the little kid. He's like a toddler. He's in Chiefs garb because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know they're Kansas yeah, from, City family. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So it's yeah, like, well. okay, even the reporter who's supposed to be neutral, <laughs> but, you know, her dad was big with the Chiefs. Sure. It's like, we're a Chiefs family. You know, like, everybody's got a side. Right? Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. But, yeah, those uh, Matt Damon ads last year told us if we weren't on cryptocurrency, we were just out of it, basically. <laughs> and yep. so there we are a year later, and, you know. Now, we're, now everybody's out Now of there's no ads for <laughs> cryptocurrency. Yeah, but so. Matt Damon got paid for that ad, didn't he? No, no. <laughs> What's it? Larry sued. David got sued. Yeah, I think they're get, all getting sued for, for it. For being in it, yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. For deceiving us? For for, Just, for leading know. us? L- lending their voice to it. So. Down the wrong path? Mm-hmm. Strange times we're living in. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, anyway. It was like all the dot-coms in the mid-90s. You know, the dot-com this, dot-com that, and then a bunch of them didn't work. R.I.P. Micron PC Mm -hmm. bull. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That was just set up on a T for you. Right. I didn't even have to do it. Right there waiting for us. Micronpc.com. Whatever happened to them. Yeah. Uh, You've kind of had a week of football prep instead of basketball prep because the the game against Minnesota was postponed (laughs) earlier in the week. So this has been just an odd rhythm to just kind of sitting around waiting for a basketball yeah, game Yeah, because it had just gotten into, after all of the the jammed up schedule in uh, January with game after game after game, it had gotten, the last couple of weeks, it had gotten into a Tuesday-Saturday swing. You know, we're doing Tuesday, and then we're playing Saturday, and then we're back at it Tuesday. And and so we had just gotten settled into that, and I know Coach was appreciating that, and then suddenly, you know, that game's gone, and, and what are you going to do about it? And now you got to play those, whatever, three games in six days again. After this weekend, uh, with Penn State, and then you got Indiana, and then you're playing Minnesota, and then you're playing Northwestern. So another kind of a grind schedule coming up, and so you'd like to have kept it kept it balanced, but you got to do what you got to do. And yeah, it was uh, it's been a little weird week. I, I lost track of the days there for a while. Is, is this is only Wednesday? This is only Thursday, mm-hmm. and so it had that feel to it. Well, I don't really like two weeks off from the conference championships to the Super Bowl, and I don't really like a whole long week in between basketball games either. So I think mm-hmm. we could do something about <laughs> both of those. Especially after you lost. Yeah. You know, that's even harder. Fouling was such an issue a week ago, mm-hmm. and Rutgers, 
likes to muck it up and, you know, get in your grill and Illinois likes to do vice versa. So it seems to me that'll be a huge key tomorrow. Yeah, Rutgers is a scary team. They I know they didn't win the other night at Indiana, but you know, they battled the Hoosiers every time Indy you thought Indiana's gonna run away with this game. Here came Rutgers and they you know, Moray's really big and strong and Mulcahy does so many things and you know, McConnell can do his things and it's just uh a really difficult team to play, mm-hmm. I think, and that's it's going to be a, it may be a rock fight. I don't know when, mm-hmm. when it, before it's over tomorrow. You just never really. I, I don't think you know what you're going to get with these games, depending on the venue. You mm-hmm. think back last year, they came here to the State Farm Center and just got ran out of the building, and then right. Illinois goes to the rack and <laughs> they they can't hit a shot, and Rutgers dominates mm-hmm. the 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 whole way. And, and coming off of like you said, a, a, a loss it felt like you wanted to play a game on Tuesday Mm -hmm. so they've got a a little bit of that rhythm going on the road and hopefully Illinois can come out firing yeah and they need to and I it'll be interesting to see uh with you know with Matthew Meyer now if he can keep playing the way the level he's been playing and you know the foul trouble the the two games and coach mentioned it was the Northwestern game where he fouled so much and the uh, the game with Iowa uh, first of all, let me back up. The game with Northwestern, does anybody really feel bad about losing to Northwestern? I mean, we do, but Just, they're pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're tied for second, <laughs> you know, in the Big Ten standing. So at the time, you look at those games and you go, what was what happened there? And it's like, well, they're actually pretty good. It seems to be Illinois' yeah. story every year yeah. lately. Mm-hmm. How could you lose to fill in the blank? Oh, they're not, they're not bad. Yeah, but the other thing is about tomorrow, not only – the things you mentioned there, but uh, Luke Goody, do they work him in? Where does how does that go, if they can, and when they do, it'll certainly be an emotional lift because the crowd's going to roar when he comes in. Uh, but you know, is he ready? And we'll find out after this week. I don't know if Coach said anything yesterday about it, but uh, you know, he's kind of working his way back into playing shape. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been full go in practice now for a week, and mm-hmm. but. Brad acknowledged it's a little different when you get into game adrenaline and 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 all that. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's either not showing his cards or really doesn't know, but he expects short stints for Luke. Yeah, whenever, oh, whenever I would think he so. does get in, yeah, and and when he comes in and how he how he uses him, where he puts him in, that'll be interesting to see. And you know, I I don't know if he ever really. I I was going to be shocked. I think I said last week if he played in the Iowa game because I just. Mm-hmm. He hadn't done hardly anything in practice, so I thought that would be. But it was almost with all the fouls that were piling up. I thought, huh? <laughs> I wonder if he's looked down there and thought, "Yeah, let me put him in," because we need a body. But it never reached that point. So, yeah, but I think I think he'll give a lift when mm-hmm. when they get in. But it's also the sustained, and then how do you build him? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not on a bad foot anymore. I mean, right, it's, it's healed. He's. He's good to go. It's mm-hmm. not a question of can he do the basketball things. It's mm-hmm. just yeah. put him in in the mix and getting him in a groove mm-hmm. and then figuring out, you know, Brad said, I don't really want to disrupt our defensive chemistry either. Mm-hmm. And this game tomorrow is probably, what, first one to 60 wins? Maybe. <laughs> Could be. I mean, these are two really good defensive teams. Mm-hmm. Rutgers really clamps people down. Iowa scored 82 on them, but that's Iowa. See it a, a lot in the Big Ten. Haven't really got to, to dive into Rutgers a, a lot, but they, they seem like a similar team that we've seen over the last five years. Some of the faces have changed. No more Ron Harper Jr., but they're still going to play defense. They're going to rebound, and nobody particularly that, that's going to wow you on the offensive end, but guys that, that you got to keep an eye on. So it's a kind of a, a, a tricky scout, I imagine, mm-hmm. because you can't really key on 
one guy. Yeah, I'll be interested to get to the shoot around tomorrow morning to see what what they do with this because Amorier is he's a load six eleven two forty. He would get against Danger. I think would be a mm-hmm. a really good matchup. And then Hyatt can shoot it from outside. But you know, okay, thirty one percent. Okay, he's got the best percentage of the group. And okay, he's one of those guys that fans love to <laughs> love to rag on because he's just kind of gets in your nothing he, but respect get, here get, in this get, studio. Gets in your grill. So he, he was one who had a tough time here at the State Farm Center last year. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying the yep. Orange Crush really getting on him. But the two teams are really similar. I mean, the shooting percentages are similar. The three-point shooting's about 32, 33% for both teams. Um, the, the one where Rutgers is really good is defensively, as you mentioned. They hold opponents to 38% shooting. So that's a key stat. But both teams are about five or six-plus rebounding. Points per game are pretty close. So that's what makes me think this is going to be a close game, just statistically. The one thing that's, that's hurting Rutgers now is uh, Mawat Mag getting hurt you know he was averaging let me look here about eight points a game and about five rebounds and I think they missed him the other night at Indiana he could have made a difference but to me all you got to say all the numbers and all the stuff aside if you can win at Purdue you can win anywhere you know I mean that's (laughs) it's almost impossible to win at Mackey and they did it so that that should give you enough warning right there. Well, pykel has got the formula there, right? Mm-hmm. He's done it multiple times when, when nobody can really go mm-hmm. in there. And the guy that was big here at the State Farm Center and looking for a bounce-back game is Coleman Hawkins. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to play a, a big role, especially with the team, the way these teams match up. Yeah, and that's where I think Goody can help a little bit if he can get get going and get up to speed just to – because I've, I've thought all year in this whole stretch with changing offense, we just don't have any consistency three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean – Terrence can go eight for nine one game and then one for seven or you know Meyer has his spots and moments but you know the other day whatever it was he missed several Mm -hmm. I forget what the number was two of six yeah two of six or something and so that uh, you know having that consistent punch at that three-point line we just haven't had all year I think and that's where Goody could help with that in that regard but again the two teams are a lot alike in that way I mean I don't know if Rutgers is a you know, when they run into trouble, they have trouble scoring. In Illinois, when they run into trouble, they have trouble scoring. And so I think they're a lot alike in that way. The other guy that's new, there is a new face to learn, and that's Cam Spencer. Right. He's that transfer yes. from Loyola, right. mm-hmm. Loyola, Maryland. And he's got he's Player of the Week uh, award. He's a good guard, good 40, shooter. 42% shooting, yeah, from yeah. three. So. That's, it, we were talking yesterday for fun. There was a, a headline or an article, a column, like here. here's the college hoops trades that we would consider. Mm. This is CBS Sports just having mm-hmm. fun. And I thought, what, wouldn't that be interesting if you could make trades midseason? Mm. <laughs> and that's probably the one thing Illinois mm-hmm. would like to go get would would be a right. shooter. And you might be getting it right now with Luke Goody back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what would you do and give up? And, you know, Lauren was ready to, you know, sell his soul to get Zach Eady if we could make a trade. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Might be one of those untouchables. <laughs> I think. I, I think with Purdue, it it's interesting because um, uh, was Iowa was playing them last night. I was pressing them, and any team that's pressed Purdue has forced them into a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. If you listen close, I mean, they were up to fifteen, sixteen last night when Iowa made it was twenty-one down and made their comeback. They went with that one-two-two press, and they turned them over repeatedly. Yeah. Young guards. And, and the Maryland did that same thing. Maryland pressed him at Mackey and almost got him. So there's, I think Purdue's a little vulnerable in that regard. Yeah. 
Yeah, they have they have that. You know, it's like the Death Star. There's that one weak spot sometimes, and if you can really fire a, mm-hmm. something in there, then you can maybe get them. But right. man, oh man. Yeah, that half court yeah. offense requires twenty plus seconds for them to. All right, we got to space it out. Now we got to feed mm-hmm. it into the big guy, and yeah. if you can get them out of that sorts, yep, yep, yep. Uh, all right, uh, did we do the notebook? We, we better open not. up the notebook. Yeah. Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baru's Seven Saints with Brian's Illini notebook. All right, uh, in that game with Indiana, Rutgers had uh, Trace Jackson Davis went over the two thousand point mark, and he's I think sixth now at Indiana all time. His coach is fifth. Right. Mike Woodson, so he should pass him here in the next couple of games, um, and so we'll we'll get a look at the Hoosiers here coming up in a few days. Uh, Illinois against Rutgers last meeting, Rutgers won seventy fifty nine. That's the one Evan referred to. At the time, that was Illinois' fourth loss in the Big Ten. They only lost one more mm-hmm. the rest of the way, and uh, in that game, uh, Kofi had twenty and ten. Uh, Amorier had fifteen and thirteen for Rutgers. And the Illini went 6 of 23 from 3 in that game at the rack. Uh, The previous game, Illinois won 86-51. Alfonso Plummer, 24 points in that game. That was just a complete – you go in thinking it's going to be a really tight game, and that's what – I really do think Mm -hmm. that tomorrow, but – that was just weird in, yeah. and very good for Illinois, but they just completely took them out. Well, right. that was that stretch that Plummer was just scoring 20 every single mm-hmm. night and just took them out of the game in the first half. The other game that I, I remembered once I saw it, uh, Illinois and Rutgers, was at the Big Ten Tournament, March 12th of 21 at Lucas Oil Stadium. And they won that one 90-68, to but that was the first game with fans. Mm-hmm. They had not played in front of fans all year. And they let the fan. And I just remember it was like Christmas morning. There's the fans coming in. They're just mm-hmm. running down to the front as close as they could get, and uh, you know, trying to get pictures of Kofi and trying to get pictures. You know, they were just going crazy because they had not seen their team in person all year. And Illinois really took off in that game. And I think they led 47-28 at half. Io had 23. Uh, Kofi had 18 and 12 in that game. And a couple of notes on Rutgers. Uh, some of their scores, and they've alternated here a little bit. Uh, January 15th, they beat Ohio State 68-64. They lost at Michigan State by 13. Then they go back home and beat Penn State by 20 and hold them to 45 points. Mm -hmm. The next game, January 29th, they give up 93 to Iowa. Okay, so they hold Penn State to 45, give up 93 to Iowa. And then the next game, beat Minnesota 90-55. to So it's just odd. Yep. And then they beat Michigan State again, 61-55. So a lot of uh, interesting scores. They had a game earlier this year. They lost to Seton Hall, 45-43. But uh, two big wins for them at Purdue, 65-64. Mentioned Cam Spencer, I think, had a big shot. And they won at Northwestern by three. And so you got two of the better teams in the Big Ten they've won at this year. Yeah, I think they're both looking at this one, going, "Hey, we, you know, we want to be considered mm-hmm. a better better team in the upper tier of the Big Ten. Well, the tie breaking thing is going to be fascinating because yep. there's so many teams. I mean, it's going to be Purdue probably, uh, barring a collapse by them, number one seed, and then it could be anything. Mm-hmm. You could be anywhere from two to nine, or something like that. Uh, just, you in the just Big want, Ten tournament. You want two, three, or four. Yeah, you just don't want to play yeah. Yeah. extra games. 
The thing I remember about Steve Peichel, too, was uh, when we played at Stony Brook back whenever that was, um, 12 or 13 years ago yeah. in the NIT, we couldn't play here. Steve Peichel was the coach at Stony Brook. We could not play at the Assembly Hall at the time. And so we had to go to circus Stony in Brook. town or something like that. Yeah, circus. Something was. <laughs> I think it was the monster trucks. Monster trucks. Something was happening, and uh, we went out there. I remember the two. We had just missed the NCAA tournament. We didn't get selected. Everybody's you know down and you know feeling sorry for ourselves. And we go out to Stony Brook, and uh, which is on Long Island there, and they are lined up around the door to get in for hours, waiting to get in because oh my goodness, Illinois is playing in our building. Mm. And they said it was the biggest, I remember at the time, it was like the biggest sporting event on campus since the lacrosse finals or semifinals or something like that at Stony Brook. And then they hit us with a 12-2 to run or something at the start of the game, and Bruce Weber called a timeout. We eventually won the game, but I just remember the the odd feeling of, here, we're all feeling sorry for ourselves because we're stuck in the NIT and we're on the road. And they're just going crazy because it's a home game against a Big Ten school. And uh, just the difference of uh, perspective, I guess. But Peichel was the coach of that team. And it was just a little small arena. You know, we sat on bleachers and did the game. So, Speaking of coach, he'll be on with you Monday morning, huh? Yes, Bruce Weber will be with yeah. us Monday morning on the quarterback show. So, yeah. so we'll talk to him. The big the, TV star. The big TV guy now, yeah. So. Yeah. Be looking uh, looking forward to that. Just we were reading this book uh, from Jeff Carson about the Peoria pipeline, and uh, you know there's a lot of Bruce in there, especially with Wayne McLean and and some of those guys that came over from. Mm-hmm. The, uh, it was just fun anecdotes to to learn oh, about yeah. and all that. And, yep, Jerry and, Hester's from there. And, yep, and Jerry he almost went to Wisconsin. Yep. And, Got uh, told go to Illinois and yeah and it worked out and I think uh, Jerry tells me I, I think this is right Tracy Webster who played at Wisconsin and was an assistant for Bruce uh, Tracy's the one that showed Jerry around campus I think up in Madison yeah tried to get him to go there so they always joked about that so nice yeah so that's good stuff all right enjoy the weekend enjoy uh, the broadcast tomorrow of Illinois okay. and Rutgers and and then enjoy Super Bowl go Chief goals okay. Fly, Eagles, fly, or... Go Eefs. That's yeah. the way you can be neutral in this. <laughs> All right, Brian. All right, thank we'll, you. We'll see you tomorrow. Right. Yep. That's the Illini Notebook from Guido's Jupiter's Billy Brews and Seven Saints. Matt Daniels is rolling in here next. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. We continue with Sports Talk. Thanks to Brian for his notebook. He's out. Matt Daniels is in from the News Gazette sports pages and AlinaHQ.com. Happy Friday to you, sir. Happy Friday, Scott. Happy Friday, Evan. You geared up for the Super Bowl? I guess. I'm a little more fired up after reading Bob Osmussen's column. That'll be in Saturday's paper about uh, Greg Lewis and Aaron Moorhead, two former Illini receivers who were one of them's going to win a Super Bowl ring Sunday night since uh, they're both wide receivers coaches. Moorhead with the Eagles and Greg Lewis with the Chiefs. So, uh, yeah, localizing that angle. Yeah, That's what you're a master of. I don't know if I'm a master at it. I, I'm, I guess I'm fired up for the Super Bowl as much as you can be. I mean, it's become its own 
holiday in February, uh, pretty much every kind year. Of. Yeah, kind of. But we'll uh, still be here on Monday. That is true. That is true. Until that uh, landmark decision comes, where it's a national federal holiday, where <laughs> Mondays everyone gets off afterwards. Then uh, I just like that. I'm just I'm just more worried about Joe Vizelli Jr. Our hardworking copy editor and Illinois women's basketball beat writer. He's a Philly native, mm-hmm. so I hope that someone can do a wellness check on him come Sunday night if the Chiefs are able to to beat the Eagles, and also too if the Eagles win because. Uh, we joked earlier today, but uh, he said he's never climbed up any light poles at all. But I tend to disagree because I'm sure that's pretty much born and bred in, in oh, Philadelphia. Yeah. That's a required activity. Exactly. Says he hasn't, though. How are you prioritizing this weekend? Because as Evan pointed out, there are 20 Illinois <laughs> events this weekend. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, Illinois men's basketball is uh, in action 1 p.m. Sun- Saturday. You probably want to put uh, that in the paper. Yeah, just you think. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a ton going on right now, and it's always that overlap. It always seems to be you know kind of the first or second week in February where you've got all the all the winter sports still going on, and then also the start of start of spring sports as as well. But uh, we'll have. Plenty of coverage uh, from Saturday's basketball game against Rutgers. Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen will be writing off that. Uh, Lauren's already turned in his column right now, so mm-hmm. he's not writing off the game per se unless something dramatic happens on, on Saturday afternoon. And then, uh, yeah, we'll have a huge roundup of uh, all the comings and goings of the other Illinois sports, and they're scattered throughout the country too. I mean, mm-hmm. softball's in Florida, men's gymnastics in Columbus, Ohio. Both track and field teams are out in New Mexico. It's just a... Uh, a wide swath of the country, you can see uh, some Illinois athletes in action this weekend. No, I knew I would forget some. I was going to look it up. I, I mean, pretty much any sport that could be in action for, for this weekend is. But uh, also, high school sports are kind of coming into that, that period as well, although usually winter wraps up first, and a lot of them are getting into regionals and sectionals and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, wrestling sectionals are going on right now. Uh, your old stomping grounds at Clinton High School, Evan. They got wow. some, uh, they some got area that. They're wrestlers. hosting a regional, They're too, host, I think. Yeah, hosting a boys' basketball regional as well, and... IHSA just released uh, boys basketball pairings within the last hour as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a busy time of year. And then Saturday is crazy to think, but uh, in this new format that the IHSA debuted last season with boys and girls basketball having one three-day state tournament instead of two separate weekends, you've got uh, girls basketball postseason games tip off tomorrow on Saturday and then the following Saturday the boys basketball as well for all four classes. So uh, lots – Lots going on, uh, but uh, that's why we got uh, some of the best in the business going at it. Colin Likas and Joey Wright and Colin's going to make the Colin and Robin Schultz, our photo editor, are going to make the trek to Bismarck tonight. Huge Vermilion Valley Conference showdown there with Salt Fork at twenty-four and two on the season. Bismarck heading Rossville Alvin at twenty-two and six. The only two losses Salt Fork has this year, both to Bismarck, both by a combined or by a combined six points. Uh, so it should be a, a dandy over there in Bismarck. And they're also raising some money for uh, for cancer research tonight over there in Bismarck. So a good cause as well. Should be a great atmosphere. I'd imagine a packed house as well uh, over in Vermilion County for that one. Uh, I know the, the I'm the only person more excited about the start of Illinois baseball season than I th- you. I think Dan Hartlib might be a little more excited. Uh, the players. Well, that's true. And the players. Okay. I mean, outside of people that wear uniforms. Fair enough. The people in this office. Okay. <laughs> You're like part of the traveling party. Yeah, so. that's true. I mean, I, I do. Hopefully, you have. Let me give you a name that, that's on the Illinois roster this year: Drake Westcott, mm-hmm. one of the best 
uh, he's a transfer, but was one of the best Illinois high school hitters from Edwardsville. There you go. Yep. Uh, no, exactly. Your alma mater. Yeah, they've uh, had. They've quite had good baseball down there. Oh, they've they? had a tremendous baseball there. Uh, they won a state championship in, in 1990 in the two class system. Won 64 consecutive games at one point. <laughs> uh, produced a future major leaguer, two major leaguers, and Mark Little. He was a reserve outfielder with the Rockies and the Cardinals in the late 90s, and then Jason Boyd was a reliever with the uh, Pirates and Phillies in the late 1990s, early 2000s as well. And then 1998, they won a uh, Class AA state title in the two-class system, went 40-0. And then that <laughs> summer, uh, won the American Legion World Series as well. Uh, and then they won a state title a couple of years ago again in baseball. I mean, it's pretty much a tradition for Edwardsville Baseball to make a deep run uh, in the IHSA postseason and get to state that's kind of the expectation um i know when i was in high school i mean they made it twice uh, my sophomore and senior year finished second in state my sophomore year and uh, i believe lost in the quarterfinals my senior year but still just a, a baseball factory pretty much and drake westcott is just uh, another another line in that assembly that's uh, moving on i know he had a great high school career with the tigers and uh, we'll see what he can do with the atlanta yep power hitter coming from louisville and play, we'll play first base. There you go. By the way, all that information, no notes. Matt Daniels <laughs> has got his Edwardsville history I would hope so. I, I grew up there. And well, I know, but, you know, I, high I, there, but. I don't have the Naperville North history nailed down like you Hey, the Huskies, there. Matt Lacoste. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David Alano, incoming yep, kicker. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was a, a guy that went and played for Tennessee, the NFL Tennessee. Tennessee Justin McCarrens. Okay. He was a wide receiver. They also had a... Uh, Chris Brown was a running back. He made the NFL, too. I think they had a uh, guy that was on the Loyola Chicago basketball roster a couple of years ago. Welch. Okay. I think. I think he was on the roster that beat Illinois in the NCAA tournament, but we don't <laughs> talk about that too loudly. Oh, that's super. Here. Gene Vance once ran the athletic department over at the U of I. Clinton. and Joy mm-hmm. Clinton High School. There oh, they go. see? There you go. There's just... <laughs> There's talent all over the place. He's a whiz kid. Yeah. One of the whiz kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I would think that kind of tops our Yeah. yeah Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> How are you feeling about Illinois basketball this weekend? A whole <sighs> week off between games. Yeah. I mean, they're just, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's my hesitation. They're just so hard to figure out. And, and it's, you know, we're three months into the season and we're still <laughs> trying to kind of figure out what they're going to be like i mean Rutgers is obviously in the top 25 this week don't know if they're going to stay there uh, after this week also depends on what happens to the scarlet knights and champagne on, on saturday afternoon um i'm gonna go with scott ritchie he's our beat writer uh he knows the Illini better than almost anyone he's predicting an illinois win okay. in saturday's paper a close low scoring affair at uh, state farm center and i think if illinois wants to come out with a win and avoid its first losing streak of the season too which <laughs> is also, it's a good accomplishment, obviously, for Brad Underwood's program, but it's also kind of uh, the up-and-down nature of, of the season. Um, their defense is going to have to be on point. Terrence Shannon Jr., I think, is going to have to really show some offensive improvements here. Obviously, he's their leading scorer and one of their best players, but he's struggled uh, in the past few games. Mm. Matthew Meyer has been on a heater <laughs> for the better part of – Five six weeks it seems like don't mess um, with the stash. I, I don't know. Rutgers is really they're they're a tough team to play. They they get after it defensively. They've got a bunch of veterans. They've got some size. 
I think it helps Illinois that it's here in Champaign instead of the trapezoid of doom in Piscataway. <laughs> um, and also, too, you'd have to – I don't know how they're going to respond having not played for a week now. Uh, they kind of were getting that routine, you know, two, three games a week. And now they've had a, a long layoff, which could be good. You should be well-rested and stuff, but also could have some rust as well. But uh, they got to take advantage of, of any home game the rest of the way uh, if they want to kind of move up the seed line in the NCAA tournament. And uh, Saturday is a huge opportunity for them. Matt, have a great weekend. I will. Enjoy the, the Super same. Bowl. I will try to. And the other 20 Illini events. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Transition to the next hour after Thanks, this. Matt. Thanks. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Hey, it's Colin Likas from the News Gazette. Monday night, we take an in-depth look at area high school hoops. It's Prep Basketball Confidential, right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. I was reading about the uh, Rutgers game tomorrow on the Rutgers side, um, and they linked, uh, one of the papers linked to Bart Torvik and his metrics. The game tomorrow is projected to be a close win for Illinois, the computer model. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they say now that Purdue has uh, like better than a 99% chance of winning the league. Duh. And, and then Illinois is at like a 0.1 to 0.3, something in there. Same with Indiana. <laughs> and I think Rutgers still has a slim chance. But Rutgers' schedule is fairly easy. This is the one they really want mm. tomorrow. It, you know, in terms of on paper, the rest of the season looks like all gettable games, but this is sort of the highest-ranked game for them. One of, one of those toss-ups. So it, a, a needed win for Rutgers and, and certainly a needed win for the Illini after a, a week off and coming off the loss uh, to Iowa. So it'll be it'll be a rock fight, first to 60, no doubt. we got some more to hear about with this game next hour, as well as Bob Osmussen with The World According to Bob. So plenty ahead for hour number two of a funky Friday, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Here comes the news.